Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome, everybody, to TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, absolutely gorgeous Tuesday here in the fine city of Chicago with my memory, uh, correction, if my memory, well, it could be my memory, you never know. My memory serves me correct. The big dog, Joel Radwanski, will be enjoying some of this beautiful weather at the White Sox game tonight. Big series opening up at homage against the Toronto Blue Jays. Got some good stuff going on there. We'll talk some baseball, NBA, and uh, the baseball draft as well. And don't forget, I'll have another. Going to be going for the Triple Crown on Saturday. We are trying to get an interview. I don't know how it's going, David Olson, with one of the horses that is in the right. Not the jockey. Not the trainers, but I'd actually like to talk to a horse up close and not too personal. Thank you very much. TalkZone.com, a little bit of music, and then we'll kick the sucker off. very much david olson producer extraordinaire on the other side of the glass playing the award-winning soon to be award-winning music here in the talkzone.com speaking of award-winning the man the myth the legend my good friend partner joel radwanski has not won any radio awards yet but it is just a matter of time let's introduce him now big dog how are you buddy i'm doing pretty well coach Uh are you going to the are you doing going to the game with me tonight we have, first of all, I'm a little concerned because we've slipped from spectacular over the weekend to pretty well on Tuesday. David, uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm worried I, that we're I on a downward, huh? No, no, no. It's, it's, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but okay. I'm, considering I pretty much have nothing. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I'm doing extremely well. Physical, well, not really physically. I hurt my shoulder yesterday, but Uh-oh. everything everything is coming together, Coach. It's all, all right. coming together, and I'm feeling really, really, really proud. I was actually thinking of joining you in all of your spectrality uh, tonight, but yesterday uh, at approximately 12 o'clock, I did get an email from greatcallref.com, or greatcallref, the email uh, address of my umpire assignment man, and uh, I will be out in Wilmette, Illinois tonight. Big dog umpiring a little men's softball, making some money instead of spending it. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I completely – I'm with you on that. I'd be more than happy to, you know, make 145 bucks tonight and call a couple uh, softball games with you, Coach. I, I'd wow. be more than happy to do that. But. i got to start umpiring in your league. 145 Well, I would get I would get uh, five games. I, oh, uh, five games. Was, okay. Yeah, wow. well, I told the guy I will not do anything less than five, and he wow. always hooks me up wow. with five games. That's uh, – uh, I do, you know, a, a long night for me is three games a night, and game three, I mean, it's not too bad, especially in cool weather, but it can drag a little bit. Five games. That's... Yeah, it's uh, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Wow. And, oh, the, I got to tell you, that six o'clock game, nobody shows up to on time, yep. and nobody gets into the batter's box on time because they have to chug the beer that they couldn't fish and finish <laughs> while they were, uh, you know what I mean? And then the 10 o'clock game, yeah. I'm like screaming at people, get to the plate! It's <laughs> unbelievable. At 10.45, you should see how I hump. Like, people are halfway to first base. The ball isn't even fielded yet. I'm like, you're out! <laughs> just start turning, like, seriously, I'm like, go, you're out! So, like, you even look at a pitch, if yeah. it lands on dirt, 
then I say it's a strike. I mean, you just people come swinging from the on deck circle when it's. I'm so I'm with you, coach. I understand. <laughs> All right, dog will be uh, you are, but you are going to the uh, game today. It should be a good matchup. What do we got? No, no, no. I just, I just let me explain why I'm not going to the game, ah. and you're, you're going to love the reason why I'm okay. not. But you're going to laugh at the execution. Uh-oh. Okay, the execution of this freaking story is horrible. All right, so I was going to go home yesterday, take care of everything I needed to do. Come back today, work at 2.30, and blah, 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 go with you to the game. It would have been an awful lot of fun. Well, yesterday, I'm, I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to go back. You know, I don't know if I have to. Lily the Lilac, seriously, check, this is how cool of a girlfriend that I have, Coach. Every girlfriend that I had prior complained I watched too much football. I love football too much, okay? This girl says to me, hey, you know, Gately Stadium, aren't they having the Chicago police and fire department yes. play a football game? And I'm like, yes, I'm staying. I'll do it. So you know what I mean? And sorry, Coach, I was going to blow you off because we can go to any other White Sox game the whole entire year, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm like, I can do that tomorrow. Well, she's like, I know where Gately is, and we can go. I'm like, okay. So, I, you know, I wasn't sure. I didn't realize that Gately's were Mount Combo plays. And did, All the Friday Night Light games that I have called in my career, I have never been to Lane Stadium, I've never been to Hanson, I've never been to Gately. All three of them, to me, I've like, you know I mean, I've driven past them, but I've never was there and realized, oh, this is the name of the stadium. So she, I can't get into it, but there's a really incredible project that I'm going to announce on this show one day that she's involved in. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And they're building it right next to Lane Stadium. The problem is her boss told her it was Gately. So yesterday... When we are, I'm all excited. As a matter of fact, I was looking for my fire department hat, and I am not <laughs> kidding you. I was going to go there and root so hard for the fire department. I was telling her I was going to change the whole entire atmosphere of the crowd. I said, we're going to get there, and for a minute, look around and see how much fun everybody's having. And then I'm going to start cheering for the fire department and see how much livelier it gets. And she's like, okay, we'll see what happens. Well, uh, Coach, we drive instead of Gately. And mind you, we're from leaving Chinatown which is 25th Street, people, 25th and Canal, one of the easiest ways to get downtown. We decide to go to Lane Stadium instead of Gately because she thought Gately was was Lane Stadium. We drive all the way to Addison and Western. Oh, boy. It was on Cottage Grove and 103rd. Oh, you couldn't, wow. We couldn't go in a more opposite direction of the stadium. We get there, we're like, there's nobody there. So I'm like, hold on, I know another stadium on Central and Fullerton, a big, massive high school stadium. We drive there, Coach, and it was Hanson Stadium. I'm like, oh, damn it. I was like, it's got to be on the south side, and by that it was 845. Uh... So we just went to some Mexican bar, brought a BYOB. I bought a bunch of Ticante. We were the only people in the place, in this Mexican restaurant, and the food was absolutely phenomenal, and I watched the Spurs and Oklahoma City Thunder, and Oklahoma City Thunder looked mm-hmm. phenomenal, Coach. Oh, my goodness, they looked good yesterday. Yeah, I watched the uh, second half of that game. They did indeed. Uh, so I, I didn't get to see the football game, Coach. Uh, and I really wanted to go there and show my support to both the, the fire department and police. I so, was jokingly going to root for the fire department. But, uh, you know, I, honestly, anybody that has a dream of, first of all, they they basically put their lives on the line every day for us, especially, yeah, I mean, the, some of the, if you are a Chicago police officer or fire department, in the fire department, I don't know how many times a year you truly risk your life, you know, 
uh, it's, just, it's my favorite game, Coach. And to see other guys' passion, you know, it's the 22 guys on the field would have been playing like it was a freaking Super Bowl. I couldn't wait to see it, and I missed out. And I think Lily would have really enjoyed watching mm-hmm. football at its purest and most fun. And it's too bad I didn't get to see it. Do we, uh, so, so basically you left without having confirmation of where the game actually was? Yeah, I will use, she's like, oh, it's at Gately. And my boss, they're, do, they're doing a project right next to Lane Stadium, right next to it. Okay, she thought the name. She her boss told her that was Gately Stadium, and I didn't correct her. And I'm like, okay, well, if you're, your boss is a hell of a lot smarter than I am, you, I didn't even think of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I that's Hanson Stadium, but but the, the 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 fallacy in your entire evening, and I'm glad it turned out okay. There could be a lot worse things than watching Spurs in uh, Oklahoma City with good Mexican food and a quality girlfriend. So you know, all's yeah. well that ends well. Happy endings, if you will, but the. The fallacy in your entire production there was not checking to see where the heck the game was before you left home. That's always a you know highly recommended thing to do. Yeah, we and we always do it. We double check, triple check, and we just left. She's like, okay, at least right next to to make matters worse. Okay, this is really now you're going to be like I'm an idiot, and this is I'm going to admit to everybody this will never happen to me again. Her brother went to Lane High School. We asked DW, hey, what's the name of your football stadium? He's like, they don't have a football stadium. And we're, we're like, uh, I'm like, no, there's there's a football stadium there. Oh, it must be brand new. But no, it's actually a, built like around 1915, DW. That's another <laughs> issue altogether. So. Yeah, that's Hanson Stadium right near Lane Tech. It's- no, 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 Hanson, I don't know where. Hanson is like is on Central and uh, Fullerton. The one right by Lane Tech is called Lane Field. Hmm. Okay. I did, and I didn't know a coach until yesterday. If you would have, when she told me that was Gately, I'm like, oh, that's Gately? I think I've heard it a million times. Didn't realize that that stadium, which I'd seen all those years, was Gately. Ouch. And then we get up there and it says Lane Stadium. And I'm like, oh, Ouch. that's why I didn't realize it was Gately, because it isn't. <laughs> and we, we uh, do not have confirmation on who won the game. Fire Department of Chicago playing the police department yesterday. The game was televised on CN100. The fact that I was not uh, asked to be the announcer for that game, uh, Big Dog, is of a particular uh, stick in the crawl, which we will that's discuss. A li- I should have been calling the game. Honestly, yeah. No, no, but you should be doing the play-by-play, and I should have been doing the color of that game because we actually, you know, the guys that normally do those games, they act like it's a pain in their ass to go out there and do stuff. Wait, 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 wait! Take it easy because I'm I'm one of the guys. You coach. Oh, okay. Some of those things, and some of those guys that act like they're too big for the game that they're playing. Not even sure. I don't know. You don't ever do that. You actually, I swear, when I watch you on there, I'm like, that's my partner. But now, <laughs> and like, you're proud. You're having a good time. You guys do a good telecast. Book. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. Well, we'll have to check out on the uh, on demand to see uh, what happened with that. Maybe it was Jim Blaney and Kenny Mac Reynolds bringing it to you. But at any rate, if any of our listeners out there maybe uh, went to the game or aware who the winner was, Chicago Fire Department taking on the Chicago Police Department, 888-463-6748, our phone number here at the Two Guys in a Mic Show, 888-463-6748. David, I'm wondering if Joel actually made it to the game and had a couple beverages. Could he possibly have maybe been the first person ever to have been thrown out of a police versus, I mean, if you cheer for the fire department too hard, can the police department, like legally or morally, throw you out of the game? Uh, be an interesting call. It would be an interesting call, but I think they would wait to get revenge after he left the stadium. 
They've already they, they, got they have it an all-points bulletin about a block from the stadium for him. Ah. Uh, I brought my this year man outfit, so they would not <laughs> have been able to. They wouldn't have known it was me. So, uh, and I did bring the this year man outfit. That would have been classic. And and uh, Lily had uh, her phone ready. To, her, she's got one like an iPhone. The camera's incredible. Oh, it's a droid. My fault. It's incredible. So. Uh, <laughs> I could just see Big Dog being escorted out of the stadium by the police department. Why, why are you getting escorted? Because you're cheering against us. Damn it. Oh, it could have happened. I actually wanted, I did want to, I wanted to have so much fun and really get the, the fire department players, like, really riled up. You know what I mean? Like, knowing <laughs> yeah. that there was people in the crowd that were cheering them on and really cared and were paying attention and watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is too bad, Coach. Yeah. I, I really wanted to watch football last night. I can't even, right when she said it, it like, it's like, like I'm upset about it the next morning. I really wanted to watch football last night. But, All right, well, let's talk uh, about the game you did watch. A lot of people uh, checking that puppy out now. The NBA Conference Championships getting very interesting, all kinds of drama and storylines. Last night it was Oklahoma City, the Young Bucks, beating the veterans. San Antonio, first time in the conference finals, a home team was to defeated oklahoma city wins their third game in a row big dog member uh was it about a week ago san antonio had a 20 game streak they were up 2-0 on oklahoma city and we weren't going overboard but people were starting to talk you know is this one of the great streaks one of the great runs one of the great teams in nba history well that talk has been quieted a bit hasn't it yeah isn't it i jokingly said hey watch uh as soon as the Spurs lose a game, everyone's going to be like, oh, no, they're vulnerable. Well, I didn't know they'd actually become vulnerable. I was, I didn't think they'd lose two more in a row after that. And, and wow, they're on the brink of elimination. Three games ago, you're exactly where we're talking, one of the greatest streaks in the history of the NBA. And now we're like, are they going to be eliminated? And, you know, and Oklahoma City, it's one of those games that they're going to try to finish it at home. They're going to do everything they possibly can to make sure that uh, series doesn't go back to San Antonio. And and I, I really am shocked that they've lost three in a row, Coach. I mm-hmm. did not see this coming whatsoever. And one could argue, uh, and I'll be the one to do it, <laughs> that uh, it, it has not been necessarily San Antonio lowering the level of their game. They've still played pretty well. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, basically the games I've watched, picked up, they can't miss a shot in the final eight, nine minutes of the game. It's unbelievable. What if, what if Oklahoma City ever gets a bench, Coach? I mean, really, if you think about it, I, I don't think we've seen a team this good. I can't think of one that is this good that has such a – that depends so much on six players. As It's, it's almost like a, like a collegiate basketball team where you have six guys playing 34 minutes a game. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. it feels like with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And this deep in the playoffs, you, normally it's the deepest teams with the two superstars that go this far. Who's the, who's the one guy off the bench? Cephalosha and Ibaka complement the big three, right? Yes, and those are, the, those are the... Well, no, Harden is the guy off the bench. Oh, that's right. Harden's the super sub. So who's the fifth starter? Who am I forgetting? Yeah, it's uh, Ibaka, uh, Cephalosha. Is it Nick Collison, coach? I, it's, whoever the uh, power forward is. And he doesn't do anything besides defend it. I can't uh-huh. think of who it is because I, I think Collison comes off the bench too. I'll and all Collison you. does is take charges and get offensive rebounds and pass the ball back to Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's That's tough. All he does. He's tough. I'll take Nick Collison on my team uh, any day of the week. Thank you very much. James Harden is becoming a story. I almost forgot he's the super sub comes off the bench, but of course when it's 
crunch time, the old story is don't worry about who starts the game. It's who ends the game. And yeah. make no mistake, James Harden is ending the game. Big dog, the last couple of games, Russell Westbrook, you know, he's a superstar. He's got all the moves. But he's still a little shaky with the ball. Oklahoma City has put the ball in the hands of the man. Sounds like a song. We put the ball in the hands of the man with the funky beard. But uh, with one of the weirdest beards we've ever seen in sport. But James Harden has become the go-to guy now. Even if he's dishing to Durant, the ball is in his hands. He's cool as a cucumber. It's as if everybody else is playing in fast forward and he's in slow motion. He just sees what's going on. It's amazing for a second-year kid. You know, I'm going to have to agree with you totally on this. And when I think about that team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, they are a unique team in terms of how they're built up. They remind me a lot of the Chicago Bulls when they were great, not how every every player has a specific role. And you have guys that, like Serge Ibaka could, you know, he had 21 points uh, the other day when he had on all dunks. But he could literally score four points, walk off the court and say, hey, I had a great basketball game. And, and like, everybody has like, a certain role of what they're supposed to do. Same with Fabio uh, Cephalosha. All he has to do is make two layups a game, and he's done his job because all he does is defend, defend, defend. It's strange. You you don't have a bunch of complete players, but you have a bunch of guys that are really, really good at certain things. And if you can mix and match who's on the court, all of a sudden you have a complete team if they're all doing what they're really good at. And that's that's what the Oklahoma City Thunder reminds me of. Well, on the other hand, there there are some holes there, but you know what? You know, you can X and O and do all the different kind of thing, analyze the passing, the rebounding, the rotate. When you shoot the ball and it goes in, big dog, that cures a lot of ills. And again, uh, they you know they're missing early, but in the fourth quarter, for the most part, in their three game win streak over the Spurs, just about everything they've shot is going in. For Oklahoma City, and that's kind of the key. You know, we can X and O all we want. Making shots is what it's all about. Oh no, you're right. You know, that's <laughs> that's going to be the story of basketball forever. Uh, you know, another thing about Oklahoma City, they are the nerdiest team of all, or like the strangest team of all time. You have Kevin Durant and Michael Westbrook. They wear glasses without lenses in them. Okay, because they think the nerd look is cool. Russell Westbrook. <laughs> purposely tries to find the ugliest shirts ever, wears skinny jeans because he jokingly says these things are horrible, and then, like, wears them out. Hey, I just spent $2,000 on a shirt, glasses, and jeans that look horrible. Makes me look like a nerd. And then you have James Harden, who has the homeless beard. I mean, seriously, who goes in? Yeah, you go into a bar with a homeless beard, you don't leave with a girl. I guess unless you're like, hey, you know, I'm James Harden. I play in the NBA, and I I grow a homeless beard just because I can't. Yeah, I mean, really, who grows a homeless beard if you're, if you're a multi-millionaire coach? One could almost uh, put that mantle on the San Antonio Spurs, too. Tony Parker, I guess, qualifies as cool. But Tim Duncan, for a superstar, there, there's a little bit of a nerd factor in the Tim Duncan look you know, and personality. So and Mono Ginobili could very easily be passed for, uh, you know, a chemist sitting in an advanced placement class at uh, – you know, some middle-range school or something. He does not look like the athletic kind, but Mono Ginobili puts up 34 points yesterday. So, the do, you remember, same, huh? do you remember about 10 years ago, the NBA was, let, let's face it, I, I, I hate political records. Uh, 
the NBA was sick of the hip hop thug look that players were having in the locker room. They didn't, and they basically said you had to wear a collared shirt. You had to like I forgot the exact rules, but they weren't allowing uh, players to wear like t-shirts and stuff like that. You talking and about like, on the bench or in the locker room? No, in the in the press conferences afterwards. Ah, okay, like two, like if you were walking to the game from yeah. your car to the locker room, you have to be dressed like a collared shirt. It's so strange. Okay, well, I remember the first guy complained. You would think it would have been Allen Iverson who did complain. And there was a bunch of other guys that complained. I remember the one guy that complained the most was Tim Duncan. He's like, man, he's like, I've been wearing a T-shirt my whole career. This is like a plain white T-shirt he would always wear. And he's like, now i got to go shopping for a collared shirt. He's like, I'm not happy about this. They should have uh, put a, what's it called, father clause or, uh, you know, the, he should have been the father. Bird exemption. Yeah, he should have been out of that, no question. Well, they, they did the same thing, what, about 10 years ago when players that were injured or inactive – we're sitting yeah. on the bench during the game, wearing some funky outfits, and then David Cern said, "No, if you're going to sit on the bench, you got to dress up, sport coat and tie." Yeah, I think that was like all the same edict. Yeah, they did everything. If you're in the arena representing an NBA team, you have to be dressed professionally. Mm-hmm. That's like basically what it was. Yeah. Right. So Oklahoma City up three to two. San Antonio will have to steal one at. Oak City, and before we are quickly, and again, NBA fans out there, you want to chime in, a little conversation with the dog and the coach, user-friendly sports talk radio, just give us a call, 888 again, 888 call up, we'll get you right on. Big dog, before we go to uh, Boston and Miami, uh, I'm just picturing the atmosphere. You talked about the Oklahoma City fans, how great they are, now that they've won, in San Antonio, coming back for a clincher, can you even imagine what that place is going to be like on uh, Thursday night? Ooh, yeah, that's it's going to be awfully, awfully hyped. I remember as a Bulls fan, uh, they obviously clinched to go to the finals on the road in Detroit, but I remember like the first time the fever pitch that Chicago had when they made it to the finals against the Lakers that year. I mean, it was it was palpable, Coach. You walked the streets of the city of Chicago, and everywhere you looked, people were wearing Bulls stuff, and there was like an we were everybody was truly pulling for the Bulls. Oklahoma City has one sports team. They had been dying for a sports franchise for decades. They were trying to get football and baseball and even hockey. Well, basketball ended up there, and all of a sudden they have a superstar player from Texas who's like, you know what, I want to play in Oklahoma City my whole entire career. I'm never leaving. Don't worry about it. I'm never going to play any tricks on you or blah, blah, blah. Signs the long-term deal, and all, and all of a sudden you're on the verge of the NBA Finals. As an Oklahoma City fan, you have just got to love the Thunder if you're in Oklahoma City. You know what I mean? Because like, it's like the picture-perfect thing you've always waited for, and now you're one game away from getting to the NBA Finals. Yeah. And let's face it, being the favorite to win it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It'd be a fun to take a trip down there. I think the uh, the area downtown with the uh, stadium is called Bricktown, which they built up uh, probably about 10, 15 years ago. I happened to be there right when they were starting to build it up, Big Dog. But uh, pretty, it's not like Oklahoma City is the tourism capital of the United States, but Bricktown, not, uh-huh. not a bad street to walk up and down. Pretty fun. Now, uh, if you go to Oklahoma City, you basically you have to go to the Oklahoma City Memorial for the the 903 Memorial with uh, for uh, yes. the explosion. Absolutely. 
Uh-huh. Absolutely. I forgot about that part. No question about it. All right, 888-463-6748, little NBA talk. we still got to get to the uh, French Open, little baseball conversation. Queen Elizabeth is right out there. I know David's got a 16-second uh, expose, not expose, but uh, highlight scenario of the, uh, what is it, 60 years of Queen Elizabeth. we got to get to that also. And uh, College Baseball World Series, big dog, lots to get to. But uh, very quickly tonight, 7.30 ESPN, it'll be on Game 5. Celtics, two-game winning streak back at Miami. Chris Bosch, we don't know if he's playing or not, uh, as our NBA analyst, big dog. And I didn't mispronounce that, folks. What uh, what do you see happening tonight? Um... <laughs> I, well, I'm rooting for the Boston Celtics to, uh, to win a series. It's so hard to trust LeBron James in the Heat and and Dwayne Wade. Like right when you think you can believe in them, you know they seem to lay an egg. And and just when you think the Celtics are dead, they they, they were they have a resurgence. And they have the two game winning streak now. Let's face it, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, I said it the other day. This is a must must win for the Miami Heat. The Heat have not played well uh, under pressure ever. I mean, I guess the winning game three against the Bulls last year was a really big game that, like, totally swung the series. But normally, like, in the real pressure games, the Heat have not come up big. They did in game four against the Pacers. I will Mm -hmm. give them that. Uh, We'll see what happens game five. I'll be rooting for the Celtics, Coach, even though I will not be watching the game. By the way, one guy I particularly root for for the Celtics, uh, and we haven't talked about him. I don't think his name has come up yet during the NBA playoff run with our conversation. Their head coach, and he's a Chicago guy, by the way. But that's not even why I like him. I just think he's a total class act. But Glenn Doc Rivers, awfully good big dog. I, I I remember being on these airwaves saying, you know what, the the Bulls need to figure out how to get Glenn Doc Rivers from the Celtics. Yep. I, mean, I love that guy. He's You've had personal experiences with him, and he was just, uh, you know, just an absolute class act. I, that's, I love that guy. Just watching him react, hugging people he doesn't even know in the Duke crowd after his son. Oh, that game. was awesome. That was awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like he's just, just hugging some, some big fat white dude next to him. He's jumping up and down hugging. After <laughs> <his son laughs> and you can tell they looked at each other like, I don't even know you. I forgot about that. Austin Rivers hits the incredible. It was only a regular season game. It was a huge game. What did they beat? It was North, against, it was against the North, North Carolina? Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big shot, Coach. It was an unbelievable shot. It actually came back to haunt Duke because Austin Rivers, after that shot and a few earlier, once thought he could take every shot down the stretch, and he ended out missing more. So when you look back on it, it probably had more negative play, but at the moment, at the time, it was phenomenal. I almost forgot about that. And Doc Rivers and his wife. Doc was hugging everybody. I think oh, no, he even... That was, his, that was his daughter. I'm sure Doc Rivers would love to have that 20-year-old hottie as his wife, but that is actually his daughter. Well, wasn't his wife there, too? No, that's, I, I, I think it was just the daughter. <laughs> All right, we'll go back and look at the tapes. All right, moving on. Moving on from NBA. What, did you make a prediction? You think the Heat are going to win or Celtics? Yeah, I'll go to, I'm going to go with the Celtics, Coach. Wow. Uh, I, okay. I, I, if, a, if, a, if it's a close game, it'll be the Celtics. I just feel it. Like the, if the Celtics can just keep it close, I just feel like All the right. Heat will choke in the end. I mean, the other day, like LeBron missing free throws that one day to lose a game in the Pacers series was just priceless. I mean, stuff like that is going to happen. Okay, I, I, I just, you know, Dwayne Wade said it, and I, there's a lot of truth to it. 
the world is a better place when the Heat are losing. Okay. <laughs> okay. He said it. Dwayne he Wade said, said that, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. A little reverse psychology going on there. Well, there you have it. A Not a full-out, but a semi-temperate prediction from our NBA analyst, Joe Redwanski, that the Celtics uh, will pull off the night's game. Let's go to some baseball, big dog. Talk uh, Cubs and White Sox. Cubs get swept. They lose their game 3-2. to two. White Sox were off yesterday, uh, but they are continu- they've been red hot, I should say. They're taking on Toronto tonight. The matchup uh, that you would have seen if you were going to go to the game is Ricky Romero. Very underrated pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, 6-1 against Phil Umber, but uh, should be a pretty good series. How many fans do you think show up tonight to White Sox Park? Uh, it's going to be an absolutely gorgeous Tuesday. There's nothing. Uh, school. Some schools are still in, some, but but a lot of kids are now out. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to say 23,000. Okay. 23,000. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not bad. You know, people, it's a team coach. You know, someone told me that over the week. Here's my thought of, oh, you know, the White Sox are only getting 20,000 Cubs there. Here's my thought on that, Big Dad. Beautiful Saturday night. There's no competition of any other sports team in this town. All right. But there is a lot of competition. There's a lot of things to do in the Chicago area. I don't need to tell you that. Here's my thought on that. And yeah, the Cubs get 38,000 and maybe 20 is not enough for the White Sox to be making the kind of money they want to make. On the other hand, Here's the way I look at it. U.S. Cellular Park is not very centrally located for most of the folks in the city of Chicago. Every night. No, 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 no. no. You're, you're, you're absolutely wrong. It's so much easier to get to than Wrigley Field. It's so much easier to get to than Wrigley Field. But don't you, Coach, you always forget that you live in the north suburbs, okay? You live. That's not. For most people, don't live in the northern suburbs All of right. the city of Chicago. They live in Chicago. There's an L station right okay. to it. The right. blue line goes right to the red line. No matter where you're at on the south side, getting to U.S. Cellular Field is extremely easy. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that. I'll take that factor away. Wrigley Field, you can't compare it with Wrigley Field. It's an event. There's Wrigleyville. You go down there, party, and go to the game. The way I look at it is 20,000 people every single night that they have a home game. And that's a lot of them. 82 nights a day. 20,000 people are making the decision to go to a White Sox game, to average that. Not for a big game, but to average it. You know what? I'll, I'll go reverse psychology on you and say, you know what? That's pretty good. That's not that good at all. Well, I'm saying it no, is. No, no, I, that is absolutely – I'm not sitting here to bash White Sox fans. I, I, I want to get off of that, Coach. But the idea that you can say in the city of Chicago, okay, that 20,000 people are going to a first-place team – of a fun team to watch. Let's, let's, they're playing a good style of baseball. Robin Ventura is a good guy, too. This Everybody on the team, like the Paul Canercos, the Alex Rios, these are good guys, okay? I, coach, I completely disagree, and I, I, I do I know real, I do realize that where you're coming from, if you're going to Comiskey Park, it's, it's very difficult. But there's I-55 and 90 and 94. Those are three highways that go directly to the stadium with the red line right next to it. And i got to be quite honest with you. Driving on the south side compared to driving on the north side is ten times easier. If I need to go, just say I had to go from, like, North Avenue all the way up to Lawrence, which is 3200 street block, 
I was, I'm like pressing. I'm like, oh no, that's going to take me a freaking year. If I had to go from uh, Roosevelt to 44th Street on the south side, it would take me five seconds. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just get right down Halton. And no matter what street you take, it's easier. Everything on the south side is easier in terms of travel. There's no reason why a, a metropolis of nine million people with a first-place baseball team with a park that has, is so underrated when when Cubs fans, when I hear White Sox bash Wrigley Field, I, I laugh. I'm like, just for their hatred. When I hear White Cubs fans, oh, that park is horrible. Are you kidding me to go watch a game? That park is spectacular yep. to watch a baseball game. The fact that only 20,000 people go there, White Sox fans should be ashamed of themselves on for a first place team. Mm-hmm. I, I understand there's a whole, we only go if we're good. You know, we're smart fans. Okay, if you're such smart fans, where the hell are you right now? That team is awesome. Okay, and it's easy to get to. It's it, compared to Wrigley. First, first, first and foremost, I want to throw this out to everybody: the beer and food at U.S. Cellular and at Wrigley Field is some of the cheapest in all of baseball. So, you, I mean, you go get yourself a cheap nosebleed ticket. Get the second cheapest beer in all of baseball at U.S. Cellular Field. Go get yourself a cheap hot dog and enjoy a baseball game. Okay, I understand that there's not a lot of people with a lot of money. They do not gouge you at U.S. Cellular Field. The White Sox don't gouge you. They treat their fans pretty dang uh, yeah. right, Coach. Uh, convincing argument. I'll uh, you know still throw that out there a little bit. The twenty thousand is not that bad, but I do completely agree with you. By the way, on U.S. Cellular Field, White Sox Park, whatever the hell you want to call it, that is a underrated. Underrated baseball stadium, really uh-huh, good place is. to watch, and not just uh, from viewpoints, but you're right, the the beer and the food selection, the whole atmosphere around yeah. the park at the park is great beautiful. Park. Yep, it's a great park, yep. and and to, and they have to average twenty thousand when you have the best team in the in the in the central. They're going to the playoffs, folks. I I, I am like I will. You should bet right now because the Tigers are still the favorite in the division, which is a joke. Okay. The White Sox are going to win that division, and if you don't start betting on it now, then you're out of luck. Mm-hmm. Actually, the time to bet on it was about two months ago. You could have got yeah, a, pr- right. a pretty penny back for your uh, buck. But at any rate, we'll see if the White Sox can maintain their uh, their hotness, <laughs> if you will. Taking on the Toronto Blue Jays should be a pretty good three-game series. Umber taking on Ricky Romero. The MLB draft, big dog, was yesterday. I know you and me uh, both individually. We are lonely individuals by nature. We both held our own mock drafts and Believe me, if you're holding a mock draft for Major League Baseball, you've got a lot of spare time in your hands. But uh, the White Sox select Courtney Hawkins. He's an outfielder from Carrollton, Texas. And among other things, we know that he can do a backflip on AstroTurf yeah. indoors. And the uh, Cubs, the team that you love so much, the Cubs in the sixth, not sixth round, but the sixth overall pick, pick uh, a high school kid, center fielder, Albert Almara. Yeah, and they know they took Shane McClellan. <laughs> no, no, they no. took exactly the same guy that the Chicago Bears took in the first round. Exactly the same guy. I feel horrible saying this, Coach. I wanted like a total impact player, and then like the key with this guy is they're like he's, he works hard. He's a good leader. Uh, he doesn't. He's his own motivator. You know, and I love all that. But they were like, yeah, and he has a chance to be a decent major league player. I'm like, oh, really? You know, it's kind of strange. I almost feel I'm always the one saying, you know, we want the grinders, the guys that do things right, the work hard, all that. And then, you know, the first round of the draft, that's exactly what we get in the player, but he does, he isn't sexy 
enough. They're not talking about this huge upside, and all of a sudden I'm disappointed in a kid I know absolutely nothing about. I was just like, I was just ashamed of myself yesterday. After I read the Skyrim report, I'm like, dang it. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, what am I complaining about? That's exactly what I've always wanted. Yeah, I think you, you've, you've understated his potential a little yeah. bit. I've talked to my people in the baseball inside world. Um that kid's got a little bit more upside than you're making it out to be. He almost, one worry with me, Big Dog, is he is so dedicated to baseball and mm-hmm. was at such an early age with dad, it sounds like as an assistant. We'll find out a little bit more about him. But but it, 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 there's a little bit, I hope I'm wrong, but a little bit of the whole Todd Marinovich thing going on with this kid. He was groomed to play Major League Baseball. And I'm not, okay, so, and that is exactly what I'm getting at. That's what, like, where I'm, like, hesitant on it. You know what I mean? I don't want, like, some machine. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it, and is, is it, like, a fake leadership and fake, you know, just like, oh, I'm supposed to do this, or is it naturally? I, I, have, I know nothing about the kid except a couple different reports I've read, and all of a sudden I'm, and they're all glowing. They're all saying this is good, but, like, I took it totally differently, and, I, and the, Todd Marinovich's name was in the back of my mind. I actually thought of uh, that name popped into my head when mm-hmm. I was reading stuff. Though. Plays at Mater, Mater or Mater Academy, Modern Day. Charter Academy in uh, Florida. Is that like a baseball specialty school? I have no idea. I actually guess I have it no is. Idea. I didn't. I didn't realize that that was a high school. Anymore. White Sox outfielder uh, comes from Carrollton, Texas. Big dog. That's not a. Baseball Academy at any rate, but uh, what did you think about his back? From, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard the reports that upon getting drafted, uh, and he was in the ESPN studios, right? Uh-huh. And then immediately, uh, uh, Jerry Angelo sent video of Fred Washington jumping <laughs> out of a pool. No, that and was... everybody repeated back, who is Fred Washington? That was Jaron Gilbert. Oh, uh, You're right, it was Jaron Gilbert. Yeah. Fred Washington <laughs> was another bust defensive lineman yeah. from Fresno State. Believe me, when Fred Washington jumps in, he doesn't jump out of the pool. He's so big, the pool actually jumps away from Fred Washington. And and to anybody that's listening who knows Fred Washington is, I'm not being disrespectful to him. I know he has passed away, and I he did. Yeah, he passed away, coach, uh, in a in a car accident about four years ago. He died in California. He was a big man. I remember when he was drafted. Talk about draft day. Like you always have to have a good line. Okay. And they're like, well, do you love football? So like this, this kid out my absolutely loves baseball. So they asked Washington, do you love football? He's like, I like sex more than sex. <laughs> Remember when he said that? No. I was like, yeah, that man loves some football then. All right. How about the uh, number one pick? You know anything about him? Carlos Correa. Pick number one uh, from the Puerto Rican Baseball Academy. Big Dog, I don't know if you've ever had a chance to visit the Puerto Rican Baseball Academy, but... That's where Carlos Correa comes from. That was the player everybody wanted. It was it was pretty funny. There was the, there was the kid from UCLA, the pitcher. I don't know where he went. Coach, I only knew who the who the Cubs took. I had no idea who where anybody else went in the draft. But mm-hmm. the Correa kid, like uh, like Cubs fans were begging that he would fall. They were hoping like the Mark Pryor issue would happen, where the five teams ahead of the Cubs who really don't have a lot of money were not going to be able to pay this kid. But the Astros, they basically. Carlos Lee is no longer on their team. There's a bunch of other players. That, I mean, they're gonna, their payroll next year is going to be like rock bottom. Rock bottom meaning like the average salary on the team is going to be about $2 million a year. So, you know, hopefully those guys can uh, afford to have other cars, you know, mm-hmm. next year. That, is that the guy the Cubs had in like last week? They were, And I think Dale Swaim himself 
was throwing batting practice to the kid who I got the right kid. He said the ball was just jumping. It, it, it may have been because they, they have brought in a bunch of guys. They also brought in a shortstop with a, a Latino name. Maybe that's so, who I'm thinking of. That they yeah, they compared to Alex Rodriguez. Yes, yeah, that was yeah. That's not Korea, coach. That was that not Korea. Korea. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of the kid. If I looked at all the names, I would be able to give. Mm-hmm. But it was like a shortstop okay. that was with a Latin name that okay. the Cubs were looking at with the first pick. Also. Okay. Well, apparently they didn't look that hard. They passed him up. At any rate, the MLB draft was out there. The Cubs. Uh, Finish out a four-game sweep. Unfortunately, they were on the dustpan end of that sweep. Not the broom. We got the dustpan. Big dog losing three to two yesterday. Samarja pitched decent. Eleven consecutive losses on the road. Things getting rough for the uh, beloved Cub, but they lose it three to two. I think, by the way, the Castro mental mistakes. I don't know how you feel about it. everybody's talking about that. I think that's like, what's the expression? The old straw in the haystack. I mean, we're using him as kind of a scapegoat. It's not good, but people are making that up. My opinion. Way too big. Don't worry about that. You got much bigger. Starlin Castro will be okay as long as he's not your star. Don't count on him for too much, but he'll be fine. But let's. We got bigger things to worry about. I was I, I was going in and out of the game. I, I was doing stuff yesterday, and all of a sudden I look at the Twitter account and I hear people blowing up. Yep. How the hell could Starlin Castro smile after doing something so stupid? Yeah. What did he do that was so stupid? I, I oh, you don't, okay, you're not even aware. Well, let's see. He made a base running blunder, I think, earlier in the game. Might have been yesterday. But the play everybody's talking about is a double play ball, which I don't think they had a chance of turning. He thought there was two outs. So Barney flips him the ball, tags mm-hmm. the base, and then starts to head in instead of relaying to first base. So he messed up on how many outs there were. Okay. You know, which is not good. But like you said, the Twitter accounts, oh, everyone, oh, but oh, the Cubs, you know, no discipline, Castro's going to be. If you emphasize that too much, in my opinion, you're going to ruin the kid who can be a pretty good player. Again, if he's your best player, you're in trouble. But Sarlin Castro can be a piece. He's a pretty good player, a lot of potential. And I'm not saying completely leave him alone. Address the situation. He had, you know, the one last year that everybody knows about that was on national TV when he wasn't paying attention when the pitch was thrown. But. Yeah. You know, those are rare instances. They can be tweaked. Let's not build it up too much. Otherwise, Castro, he's a young kid, and it's still, you know, a new country, new environment. He'll get completely messed up if people make too big a thing. I, I, I totally, totally understand. Uh, hold on one second. We're, uh, we're not open, so I'm doing a radio show right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Not a problem. Uh, All right. Yeah, so. Um, so you are not on the you you are not on with the people that are you know jumping on and over exaggerating the Starlin Castro. Uh, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna over exaggerate that. Uh, did that lead to a run? Was that the the word where no. Carlos Rambal was in? Okay. I don't think so. It didn't even lead to a run. No. But I, I agree the kid shouldn't. He's got to pay attention. He can't have he can't be looking at the scoreboard to figure out how many outs there are then miss the pitch that mm-hmm. happened last year. Yep. And then and then this year not even knowing how many outs. And, and let's face it, this this might sometimes other players have to take uh, responsibility. Darwin Barney from now on has got to make sure that he just looks over Starlin and puts the one finger up every mm-hmm. single time. The shortstop should be doing it, not the second baseman. So yeah, we got we got bigger problems. Dale Flame has to force Castro to do. See Castro, if you're going to be the shortstop, you have to be the leader of the infield which means that you tell everybody else how many outs there are. Mm-hmm. That way he'll always know how many outs there are if he knows my responsibility is to tell everybody else how many outs there are. Yep. 
and I, I think he'll grow into that role. And I think he's a, you know he's a good kid who uh, who will. And again, I'm not saying don't address those problems. You do address them, but I think if you build it up too much, you're going to mess with this guy and ruin whatever potential he might have. But uh, Dale Swain was clearly frustrated at the end of the game. They get swept by San Francisco. Big dog. I read uh, read one tweet earlier today where. Um, the Cubs have announced all the bobblehead doll giveaways this, this year. Uh-huh. All the bobblehead dolls have been fixed so that their head will be pointing down and their head kind of shaking in mock disgust. <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> what happens, I, I, like, honestly, if you're the bobblehead, if you just, when you're deciding when you're going to make the bobblehead doll for everything, <laughs> you're like, okay, uh, we're, we're going to have a Ryan Dempster bobblehead doll. Well, you might want to have that before July 31st because if we have that for, like, there is. August 2nd, he might be wearing a Yankee uniform when people come to show up for the Ryan Dempster bobblehead yeah. now. I think you're talking about a new field, which I've tried to enter, but SBP is what you're talking about. Strategic bobblehead promotion. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You do not want to have anybody that's possible <laughs> trade bait have a bobblehead promotion after the deadline. And I bet you there are teams that do that. They're like, hey, we really, we're going to send you Dempster, and we still want those minor league pitches, but we're going to have to wait until yep. after his bobblehead day on July 20th. <laughs> and the Yankees are like, I totally understand. Could you hold him out for at least one out? And Well, we can't do that here at the Cubs. Okay, we'll throw in another grade A prospect, like a, a B prospect. Okay, yeah. we'll do it. And all of a sudden, Dempster has to- shoulder tightness. They have the bobblehead day, and he, all of a sudden he's on a plane to New York. Yeah. And it's going to happen. Something like that's going to happen. And, <laughs> and everybody's happy. I wonder if they've ever thought of uh, making bobbleheads. For the commonplace of folks in America, instead of just the athletic stars, you know, could a business have bobblehead days for some of their employees? You know, Joe from the accounting department, it's his bobblehead day. You know, that's not a bad idea. Not like, bad. we're going to have, like, uh, like, the Cubs should do it now. Figure out who, like, the biggest Cub fan is. Mm-hmm. And then, at the, then make a bobblehead likeness. And, like, next yeah. year, early in the year, there's a, you know, there's a... Jordan Burnfield bobblehead doll. Yeah. You know, well, actually, he's worked for WGN, so that one doesn't work anymore. Yeah. you got to give too much preparation, but, you know, like August 19th, Stan Reitzman, All-State Insurance Salesman Bobblehead Day at the Northbrook offices. Everybody who shows up, uh, you know, prior to the 8 o'clock starting time will get a free Stan Reitzman bobblehead doll. I think this could be a promotion. Um, I, I, That's not a bad idea. Not so. bad. You would, you would be surprised. Like, I like more everyday, ordinary things, too. Like, I would rather have gone to a the, the firefighters versus police officer yep. football game than even go to a Bears game, to be honest with you. I might sound crazy, but I'd rather yep. watch the Bears on television. You know, so, like, the actual the promotion of just an average, normal guy, you know, mm-hmm. we need more of that in the world. We need more of that. We so. could have a big dog bobblehead, and we'd have a microphone, like, stuck into your mouth that's open. <laughs> I did say mouth, by the way. Yes. Please. Yeah. We don't we don't want any full frontal bobblehead dolls, please. 888-463-6748. The phone number moving right along, big dog. Uh, are you following? Well, first of all, we should mention NHL hockey, the Stanley Cup playoffs. The LA Kings uh, are about to sweep the New Jersey Devil. They're up 3-0. And I remind you at the beginning of the series, the entire Stanley Cup, the LA Kings, were a number eight seat, the lowest seat. Yeah, that's, that's really unbelievable. And you know, I don't want to say I told you so, Coach, but I told you you might want to watch game number one because it could decide the series. And right now it looks like it. The Devils played phenomenal. We're out playing the Kings. As a matter of fact, I, I remember like seeing many different people blast out on Twitter. 
the Devils are going to finish them off soon. Like the Kings can't hold on any longer. Next thing you know, a turnover. Kopitar breaks into the open, scores the game winner, and the Kings, they have won another overtime game since. Mm-hmm. But they haven't looked back in terms of how they're playing. Like the Devils were just devastated on that play, Coach. They're off. I think it won the whole series in game one. It was like the Kirk Gibson walk-off for the Dodgers versus the uh, versus the A's. They, uh, I think, are on a, a roll in the playoffs, something like 15. Obviously, you got to win 16 to win it all, four series, four games. But I think they've only lost two games, Big Dog, unless my math is correct. In uh, 15 and two, that's quite a playoff run. I, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so they when they played the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks, they lost the game at least one, and they lost at least one to the Coyotes. And I thought they lost two. So at, at worst, they're fifteen and three. Yeah, so that's far. we're talking Stanley Cup hockey against the other best teams. Pressure situations on the road, half of those games, and they got a record of fifteen and two, fifteen and three. I think that goes under the category, big dog, of awfully impressive. And they're nine and zero, oh, I believe, coach, on the road in the playoffs. Even more impressive. Yeah, you go whether it's either eight zero or nine and zero. But if you win eight games and lose none yep. on the road in the playoffs, you're going to yep. win a couple series. That's pretty much guaranteed. It's kind of like the uh, St. Louis Cardinals baseball playoffs last year, or 2005 very own version of the Chicago White Sox. Not necessarily the best team, but you get hot at the right time, like the White Sox did, like the Cardinals did last year, and obviously the Kings are this year, although I think they're even more talented than the Cardinals and White Sox were. Yeah. yeah let, let, let's face it, they, this team was supposed to win the Stanley Cup back in November. Yep. Yep. And all of a sudden, the regular season happened, and they were disappointing. Mm-hmm. All right. 888-463-6748. Our phone number here, Big Dog and a Coach. We do this uh, semi-dysfunctional sports talk show each Monday through Friday, Five days a week, one hour a day, five in total. David Olson, I brought up the fact there is, uh, you know, cover of Time Magazine, cover of Newsweek, huge celebrations. I think yesterday was the actual day. I don't really know all the details. There's a term for it, but 60 years of Queen Elizabeth, correct? Big celebration. And, uh, it's going, it was today. It was this morning. What do they call it? The coronation? The Diamond or? Jubilee. The Jubilee. The Thank Diamond you. Jubilee. So Diamond Jubilee is equivalent to 60. Yes. Interesting. And I don't think that's the first time somebody ever gave that woman a diamond. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I guess Prince Charles. No, no, no Prince Philip, her husband. Prince Philip. What am I talking about? 91 years old, had some health problems, and he could not attend, huh? little bladder infection, I yeah, believe. And I, Big Dog, when you're 91, bladder infection uh-huh. is, uh, is, is can be problematic. Yeah, don't I, – I, I understand that. Trust me, Coach, the whole bladder deal. I have family <laughs> issues with people with bladder issues. It's not fun, Coach. Yes, David. I just, you know, call me cynical, but 60 years is sitting around doing nothing. Oh, and being wow. celebrated for. I, I will mean, call they're, you they're, cynical. They're, they're, I mean, they're the wealthiest landowners in the world, but they're just figureheads at this point. That's all they are. Are you insinuating that there was more they could have done? No, I'm saying with, you know, the United Kingdom being a democracy, there's no reason to have a king or a queen. At all. None. How do the people in England feel? They're, guess... they're, they're celebrities. They're like celebrities. Oh, they're yeah. royalty. They're, I mean, but, that, but basically they're celebrity landowners. That's all they are. That's it. Inbred That's celebrity landowners. <laughs> Inbred. Wow. Big Dog, are you going to take that sitting down or are you going to come up firing? No, I'm uh, 
I, I gotta add, I, I would love to go to a football match and sing God Save the Queen. I mean, that's pretty freaking awesome. Okay, but I, I'm more of the Sex Pistols, Johnny Rotten guy. I'm really not a big fan of the Queen. That's the best way for me to tell you. Wow. A couple of Jubilee skeptics here on the two I'm guys a in a mic show. Pippa. Big fan of Pippa. Big fan of who? Pippa. Middleton. Oh. <laughs> Aren't we all, my friend? Aren't we yes. all? Yes. I, that's that's got it going on. Now, is she the sister or she the? did she actually, is she the princess now. Oh, Pippa's the sister of Kate, who was the princess. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Kate got married, and all of a sudden, uh, Pippa, apparently, the way she acted and what she wore, got herself a lot of attention, so it's all about Pippa right now. All right. Maybe Pippa and Harry, you never know. Prince Harry's still available, big dog. A lot of that's, females. That's just nasty right there. That's called crossing streams. You do not want to double up on in-laws. You need a little. You need to spread it out a little bit, Coach. All right. Especially just like Dave said, we're talking about the the biggest landowners in the world. Okay. <laughs> All right. A lot of celebrities were there, by the way. A lot of the best of the best of the music world: Elton John, Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder. By the way, Stevie Wonder was quoted as saying he didn't think the Queen had aged a bit in sixty years. <laughs> well, Thank I, you I will point out that Elton John and Paul McCartney are knights. Are are nice or knights? They're knights. 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 They're knighted. So both. what? The, what the hell does that mean? Are you serious? You don't know what that means, Coach? Well, I mean, you get knighted, but in reality, what does that mean? It just means that uh, you could actually go to the House of Lords and, like, chill out, party. <laughs> what is that, like the English version of the Playboy Mansion? No, no, no. House of, no actually, they can't go to the House of Lords. <laughs> it's a, it's a, but they can't, you know, like, they go to court. They can, okay. like, you know, when they're, like, they actually are distinguished and they wear, like, one thing. Or ribbons when they go to court. Do you get a night, their... uh, like a night discount card? I, 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 honestly, coach, that's like membership has its privileges. It's not even <laughs> discount. You just get everything for free. You can walk in as caviar. It's everything. Check it's into like hotels. Club just on steroids. Interesting. Uh-huh. Interesting. I got to check out see if I can get one of them. Maybe those are available via mail order. Did you see? Um, was it Chad Ocho Cinco Terrell Owen? Somebody who got. Their wallet taken, uh, I think from their car, everything taken. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was Ocho Cinco. Yeah. I just haven't seen it yet. And he lost a fair amount of valuable stuff, including a driver's license and all that social security card. But he was most upset, legitimately most upset, with losing his Starbucks gold card. Did you read that? <laughs> Apparently, to get a Starbucks gold card, you got to you know it's like takes five years of hard work and a lot of cum lattes or what are the Coffee drinks called? Cafe latte. Oh, yeah. I call them cum lattes. That's what I to, uh, You should hear what I call them. If I said you'd get all upset at me on air. You're so probably right. Avoid that. What the? Well, when he changed his name, do, do you think it has Ocho Cinco on his driver's license and Social Security card? Do you I think, think so. he went the whole, yeah, uh, the whole nine yards? Yeah, yeah, you officially, if you do that, the government doesn't let you do it halfway, David. You, if you're going to, oh, you're going to change your name? Well, guess what? You better do a trillion hours worth of paperwork, and it's official, buddy. Here you are, Ocho Cinco. Fill it out, okay? So yes, David, that's he has to do everything. You you name it, he has to redo all of it. So if you're going to change your name, you better be a hundred percent committed to that. And if you don't like paperwork, don't do it. There it is. Beautiful, big dog, phenomenal job today. By the way, we got an email uh, that came in a little bit ago from Denny, the drama queen. Denny, the drama queen, says he'd be happy to design. 
the first big dog bobblehead doll if we, uh, if we want to go ahead with those plans. So apparently one of our listeners might be in the business and happy to uh, draw up some of the plans. Well, make sure it goes wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. It'll be okay. <laughs> what better way to end it? Big dog, you going to be on the uh, water today? Hopefully making some money. Beautiful day in yeah. Chicago. Uh, it's, uh, I'm doing a 2.30 tour today, Woo! and I am guaranteeing fun and satisfaction on the river of Chicago. I, and I'm going to go to the club, Coach. I'm off the East Bank Club. Beautiful. I might be uh, I might be walking the Chicago River today. I'm thinking of heading downtown. Where is the water riders? Like, hey, where, coach, where do you – so You would not be the first Jew to walk on water. The Take... first one was Jesus Christ. <laughs> Where do you station yourself? Where, where, where's your? Uh, the Montgomery Ward Building people, water riders. You can contact me at this year, man. Uh, the Montgomery Ward Building. Where is that in comparison to like Michigan Avenue? Uh, it's on the corner of the intersection of the Chicago River. Yeah. And Chicago Avenue. Okay. It's so uh, one of the largest buildings in the city of Chicago. What, what times will you be there before you I go will... on the river? If you if you if you text message me, I can be. I'm I'm leaving, but I will come back and open this place up specifically for you whenever. Well, no, you I'm, want to I'm not going to have time for a tour, but I thought I'd come down and say hello. Well, come down at like two o'clock. I'll get here early. Okay. Around two o'clock. All right. Beautiful. Yeah, you, you can see me put everybody on the river. Then you can actually listen to my first stop. All right. And you'd be blown away. And then after that, you're like, Why have I not done this tour yet? I thought I was his friend. All right, we got to sign off. Big dog and the coach. We'll do it again tomorrow, 10 o'clock. Don't be late. Have a great day, everybody.